So I just thought of something really interesting to start off with for this episode, which is advertising. No, I'm not saying I'm advertising. I'm saying my episode is called advertising. I am literally talking to myself in the future right now because as I am recording my episode, I'm still doing my security job out of town and this episode that I am doing will not be featured and posted until two weeks from today. I, I thought it was funny, but um, I'm sorry to say that it's because of my job that I am doing out of town. And ta-da, there you go, just like magic, I'm back in Hell Paso, hot as ever. So I did a magic trick right in front of you guys. I know you guys didn't get to see it, but I totally time traveled from two weeks ago that I was out of town. Let's see, the first thing that I did when I got back in town was I started binge watching Malcolm in the Middle all over again. So just a little hint for you guys that like to listen um, of what my next session might be about. Now that Happy Madison is nice and settled in, my fans can catch me every week once again, you guys. Look at me, I'm already starting off my episode advertising myself first. For the most part, some commercials can be really funny, and some commercials could be really annoying. There's these commercials brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club, and it's these men that made their own razors. They make their own supplies. It's really good. It's really worth it. They ship it to you. They're really inexpensive razors that work for both men and women. These guys make their commercials short, sweet, to the point. But at the same time, it's kind of funny in the background how they're talking all the shenanigans about how why would you spend so much money like on a $30 razor? You're going to hate yourself for buying this crappy razor. Why don't you just go online and order some legit cheap razors that's all this commercial is about and it's actually very successful it's something that we use every day it's a product that we use every day as people everybody uses razors so once again that was the dollarshaveclub.com it's also just so easy to use their website to order razors online for cheap instead of going to the store and buying them that's for sure so let me just recap something just really on the quicks with you guys. I had someone ask me why it was so like noisy in the background, which is kind of weird because, I mean, I'm not trying to make it such a serious thing. I mean, it could fall under comedy or whatever. I know that doesn't have anything to do with like the background noise and stuff, but what I thought was weird is like, I know I said like in one of my episodes, like I'm, I'm out of town, you know, I'm outside and... That's why there's a lot of background noise in some of my episodes, but, you know, it's not meant to be, like, taken 100% serious, like, oh, you know, there's too much noise or anything like that. Well, enough about that. Let's see. Um, my story that I wanted to talk about next for advertising, like, honestly, without even thinking about it, um, advertisement can just be, like, a catchy tune on TV that they have running for years, and then next thing you know, it's stuck in your head and you don't even realize that, you know, it's just advertisement for you. For example, um, when I used to work at a restaurant, I used to work for Carl's Jr. for Graveyard as well. And I would just randomly whistle like such a catchy tune 
And it turns out that this catchy tune that I was whistling at work is the Viagra commercial for men that they had. I looked up to see what year this Viagra commercial came out in, but I guess that's just how old it is. Basically what it is is like some man mowing his lawn in front of his house and he looks really excited, you know, he looks really upbeat and, you know, happy and he has a big smile on his face and in the background the whole time it's just the catchy tune for, you know, at that time when they were selling Viagra. If I could do it, it's kind of like... If I, if I knew how to play a flute, I would actually, like, play that rhythm for you in a flute, but all I could do is whistle it. I'm hoping that anyone that listens to this now has that rhythm stuck in their head for the rest of the day so that they know how I felt when I was at work. It's really funny because when I, when I saw this commercial, like I said, it was years ago. I, I didn't really, like, I wasn't able to find it. Um, it's just a whole bunch of other random Viagra commercials that I don't really care to talk about. But, like, when this commercial came out, it was that catchy beat throughout the entire commercial. And like I said, I had no idea what this commercial was about. You know, when I was younger, I just see this guy all cheery with this really upbeat, you know, catchy tune, of course. Anyways, that's just one example of how I relate to advertisement for the most part. Another thing that really sticks to you, and it's funny because this actually legitimately became a catchphrase, but I'm sure everyone has heard of something like, I've fallen and I can't get up. Well, there was this older lady that was, you know, picked up for doing this commercial. So in 1989, Life Call began airing this commercial which contained... Mrs. Felcher, an older, an elderly woman, and what this commercial was, she fell down to the ground from the bathroom and she speaks the phrase, I've fallen and I can't get up. So this commercial unintentionally was pretty funny, to tell you the truth. I mean, I know it's just an elder woman, you know, she calls life call on her wrist by just, you know, simply pushing a button and that's what they were going for, you know. This commercial was for older people that lived on their own, and it's like a serious medical issue when they fall and they can't reach a phone, so that's what Life Call is supposed to be. This was originally with Life Call, so until October 1990, Life Call actually registered the phrase, I've fallen and I can't get up, as a trademark. Originally, it was Life Call that started doing this commercial in 2002, it became registered and trademarked for Life Alert. So it wasn't meant to be something funny. To me, I always thought it was funny. I know I'm humorous, but it's dark humor, and that, that sort of entertains me. But, you know, it was years ago. Life Alert, everyone talks about it up till now. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background information on that before it was Life Alert. So I don't think this is considered subliminal messaging but in American Dad there's a certain episode and there's a few couple of other episodes where they talk about Mr. Pibb and they have a whole episode dedicated to how awesome Mr. Pibb is so then I actually go out and try it and it's weird because they don't sell them in stores anymore or like in Walmart and stuff but you can find them in restaurants or maybe like at the dollar movies you can find Mr. Pibb and you can try it out for yourself and not only because American Dad said to and 
because I said to, but out of curiosity to see how good it really is for yourself, you know? So it's products and stuff like this. A phrase from something that actually exists or a product that actually exists. For example, with me, something that I've actually fallen for and I actually tried it just because of American Dad. And I actually ended up liking it a lot. Mr. Pib is actually really good. <laughs> So it's things like that that kind of, they introduce you into something new. I wouldn't say like all, you know, it's not necessarily subliminal. It's not like they're tricking you into it, but they're teaching you something new by just expressing it. I know they, they overdo it a little bit now, especially when it comes to YouTube. You click on YouTube and every single video that you have is going to have an advertisement for movies or an advertisement for something that's going on around your area. It's not so much that it's a bad thing or that it's annoying. You know, sometimes everyone knows that advertisements can be annoying and, you know, they give you the skip option and things like that. The only thing that I actually enjoy advertisements and stuff, commercials in general. When, you, when you're like me and you're just addicted to TV and then you don't have it for a while, you don't get to see like commercials, you don't know what's, um, what movies are being shown in the theaters and things like that, if it wasn't for commercials. Commercials actually have a very important part of our lives. If it wasn't for commercials, we wouldn't be able to know what's the new product out there. Also really quick, I ran into this really interesting article about the Pop-Tarts because originally I was looking at Pop-Tarts, I wanted to give props to their unique commercials. I really like their commercials. One of my favorite, it's called Pop-Tarts Presents Debate. They also have a different commercial called Pop-Tarts Presents Newsfeed. And what it is, is these Pop-Tarts are trying to be judged. And in reality, it's just a giant scam for these Pop-Tarts to be put into the toaster. Like, that's how the Pop-Tarts commercials have always been. That's what it's always been about, and that's why I like them a lot. In Pop-Tarts Presents Debate, the judges are trying to pick the new Pop-Tart president for 2016. And what I liked about it a lot is that you can actually go to poptarts.com and vote on your new favorite Pop-Tart for 2016. It's actually really cute. So what I was reading on is I found this article researching Pop-Tarts. And what I ended up finding was this article for the One Million Moms movement. I'm not sure if it's an actual movement. I'm just calling it a movement. This lady states that Kellogg's intentionally implicates on foul language. For a commercial that they did last year, this commercial is introducing their peanut butter and jelly new Pop-Tart. When I read this article online, it kind of has the both sides of the story, this mom versus Kellogg's online. So when I was reading it, this lady says that when you watch the commercial itself, at the end of the commercial, the nurse is about to eat their newborn Pop-Tart baby. And at the end of the commercial, the mom Pop-Tart says, Ah, jam it. That's right, jam it. I'm sorry, this lady isn't angry about the nurse trying to eat their Pop-Tart baby. She's actually more concerned how Kellogg's intentionally used this pun jam it as a euthanism for a curse word. I don't understand why she would be so upset. Nonetheless, this is between 
K-Logs, Pop-Tarts, and this One Million Moms movement, whatever you really want to call it. But overall, I was just trying to give props to Pop-Tarts. I really, I like their commercials. And this is something, a feud that they had last year. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is because I actually found this article this year that this mom is trying to, I don't know, get something out of Pop-Tarts. I don't really agree with her. Like I said, I'm not really trying to pick on anyone. I just, I don't agree with what she's saying like what do i care what this lady has to say about pop tarts they're crazy good i'm gonna keep eating pop tarts no matter what